Hello everyone and welcome to Synesthesia, a podcast about the creatives who shape the aesthetics of music. We chat to the artists behind the record sleeves, videos, photo shoots and stylings of the freshest new sounds, exploring how contemporary culture, fashion, illustration and design reflect and enhance the musical experience. Music has always been our passion and remains an integral part of our lives. That's why we decided to put together this podcast, which we called Synesthesia, because we perceive music not only with our ears, but also with our eyes. Synesthesia, the artist behind the artist. Hi everyone, and welcome to the second extra episode of Synesthesia. I am Enrico, and once again, I am excited to take you on another trip to Sardinia, my motherland, to talk about one of our most talented and creative musical exports, the composer and producer Dario Licciardi, aka Alec Hidel. Alec Hidel just dropped his new album, Rabot, with the Italian independent label Trova Robato, also known for publishing Io sono un cane, another groundbreaking act of Sardinian origins. Robot is a musical project that tells a real-life story through a holistic narrative that blends sounds with visuals in an outstanding way. Today, we are going to learn about how the stunning story of this man called Robot has been turned into a music album through the words of Alec Hiddle's art director Marco Meloni, also known as Johnny Fucking Ryle. Shout out to the Beastie Boys. Marco is going to lay out the facts first, and then he will go deeper into the creative process, explaining how he worked on this album along with Alec Hidel. Ciao Marco, how are you? Are you in Milan or Sardinia? Ciao Enrico, right now I'm in Milano because uh, I work here. Uh... Let's talk about the story of Rabot, but first let's set the scene. Can you describe the village of Gugero to our international audience? It's not my city because uh, I live on the same coast but I'm at least two hours by car. I don't go there very often. It's a small town that has a lot of fascinating stories that Dario told me many 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 times <laughs> it's beautiful it's a very particular position it's between the mountains overlooks the sea as a very characteristic port historically it's uh, relevant in Sardinia because it's very linked to the the mines and the miners the coal miners that work there not many people know it was the scene of the first workers strike in Italy it's a small place but has very very particular stories very many peculiarities it's a fascinating theater where to set a story like Dario did with uh, his album I love that you use the word the theater because uh, Puggero is indeed one of the most scenic villages in Sardinia imagine this place stuck in between the mountains and the sea on the Sardinian west coast where the waves are the tallest because it's where the mistral wind it's our highland the most so it's very wild and I will say rough people who grew up there for sure have a thicker skin there is a harbor in Bujeru, you talked about it, but also a secluded bay next to it with a beach. And that's where Rabot's story begins. What happened eight years ago? It was the Second World War and a torpedo launched by a submarine hit the pier. And it killed uh, two children that were playing on the beach, uh, injured other kids and people. And uh, the population was uh, in shock because uh, it was a great tragedy for uh, a little place place like this, it became one of those particular stories that characterize this little town. It's still difficult to reconstruct what happened. I think it's a story that is still handed down by word of mouth by the people. Many of the documents uh, were uh, 
had been lost during the war, uh, during the bombing. Yeah, uh, Dario took this story and was inspired uh, by uh, one of the children who escaped uh, this tragedy. So Ravot was a survivor? Yeah, Ravot, uh, the, the main character of this story, survived this tragedy. He wanted to tell his story in this record, but not in a narrative way because there aren't words in his, uh, in his album. So that's a totally abstract way to tell this story. The growth of this, uh, this little kid and his slow decay towards the, the loss of reason. This person who had to deal with this tragedy through his whole life. So Ravot became the village school. Yes, yeah, sort of like, though they didn't want to call him like this. He wasn't really, really full. He had these particularities that he had taken part in uh, events that never happened. So he was uh, a visionary to a certain extent. Yeah, sort of like a visionary in a, in a small town, a person like this uh, is looked as the fool, but he has uh, an heritage, creativity and... Uh, a different kind of wisdom. Something like this. How were you able to reflect Ravot's personality through the visuals you worked on with Alec Hiddle? Let's start from the video teasers that you shared before the release of the album. We see that they have a surrealist, psychedelic, primitive and natural look and feel, and each one is associated with a different track. Is there a thread that connects all of them? Well, yes. Uh, I think we started from a really precise aesthetic reference because Dario and I were some way on the same page. We have the same inspirations, we come from more or less the same listens, the same music. We love uh, we love psychedelia, progressive library music. We try to put all these references musically and aesthetically into the whole project. The cover photo, probably the cornerstone. We started from the cover to explore all the narrative, all the visuals, all the audiovisual uh, production around the robot. We wanted to, to take that aesthetic, so to give a, a dusty, blurry uh, feel to all the, those materials. You call it so, a sandy grain? Yeah, something like that. It derives from the story that takes scene on a beach, so the, the sand element is uh, it's important and what we have done. We wanted to give this feel of blurry, of dusty, to symbolize that this story is alive in people's minds. There are monuments to remember this story, so it lives uh, in the memory of the people. We wanted to create a world that was recognizable, but not totally defined. In every video there's this blurry, glitchy effect uh, that symbolizes also the, the confusion of the protagonist's mind that swings between moments of genius and uh, total loss of uh, reason and lucidity. Did you and film uh, all the videos in uh, Bugerro? Footage was shot by Dario on the beaches of Bugerro. All the underwater footage, uh, etc. was uh, made by him. And so we had to make a collage of all this material. Uh, he wanted to give coherence to all the material he collected throughout the time. He established the mood of the project since the beginning. He was very good at it. He's a maniac of coherence, like I am. <laughs> and so we found ourselves. How were you able to match these visuals with his sounds, with his tracks, the videos? It wasn't very difficult because uh, 
uh, I think the approach we have with dealing with all this stuff was maybe pretty much the same uh, Dario has when uh, he makes his music. He has uh, a lot of uh, stuff, uh, equipment, uh, a lot of vintage equipment, collects uh, old synthesizers and he makes music that has a, a little vintage feel but is still contemporary. So dealing with this footage and giving this new footage, so shot right now and mixing with his finds in the in his family archives like super 8 uh, movies we had to glue all this stuff together and build a coherent amount of work using uh, modern media you can feel all the world on Darius music you worked also on the cover of the first single yoke and for that cover but for the album itself you created a bespoke typeface that seems uh, inspired by again 60s psychedelia italian 70 movies movies and uh, prog rock aesthetics with a pinch of uh, futuristic club culture yeah yoke was the first single so it's the only one that has uh, its own artwork the artwork is still a photographic treatment uh, of uh, one of the slides that were part of the series that included the photo we chose for the album cover i tried to make it less recognizable because it's still a photo of a firework on the beach and uh, i chose it because it had these little balls of smoke because they recall the fish eggs uh, of the video clip of york which i made it how did you design that bespoke typeface about inspiration i thought about the lettering of uh, maybe roger dean in the 70s where he designed uh, all the letterings of the prog uh, groups or the, the recent work of david rodnick uh, me and dario are great friends of one tricks point never uh, album age of <laughs> and uh, and that's all this custom letterings. We spent a lot of time looking for a typeface that suits all this amount of work. At a certain point, uh, I thought that it, it looked like a foreign element inside uh, this whole project. So I designed some letters uh, for fun one day, random Instagram post, and uh, we decided to develop an entire typeface starting from those five letters. It was cool. It was in line with the project because it has these curves. Uh, it's uh, organic, uh, has a natural feel, but has very sharp corners. So I think it recalls the the place of the uh, the story with this uh, natural landscape, but also this architecture very very sharp. It recalls also Alekidel uh, music because it has these moments of calm and softness, but it has also those moments of more epic and hard music. We thought it, it could suit well. Having a different typeface, uh, a different lettering for every track, uh, it's because Ravot can be seen as a small story divided into chapters. And having a title especially designed for each track would have given uh, justice to every track. Something that a random typeface, even if the most beautiful, would not have given. So I I see this world uh, more uh, more exclusive for uh, Darius music. Great. What's the favorite chapter of Rabot's story? York is one of my favorite. Also Motherland. If I have to choose a track, uh, a favorite track of Rabot, I could say maybe Spoons because I like that melody. The video I had more fun to to create, uh, I think it, it was the teaser because I had total freedom to do the most glee 
glitchy, flashy stuff I could make. I still like it. Uh, it happens not very often that I like something. Uh, After month, you talked about the album cover and how it depicts a fireworks show on the beach of Bugerru. We need to tell our audience the story behind this picture because it was taken by Dario's dad, Alec Hiddle's dad, in the 70s. Yes, it was taken on the higher part of the town and it depicts a moment of celebration, of the town celebration, where they made, made fireworks on the beach. That's where the tragedy happened, but it portrays a moment of celebration. So there's this contrast. There is an emotional clash. Yeah, a contrast because it's uh, where a tragedy happened in the album that is like a celebration of how a person's life can change in every aspect, starting from a event uh, like this. And I see this photo to be very iconic. I like also the three strikes eating the beach that can symbolize the three children involved. However, it can be read in many ways. For this reason, Dario chose it without thinking too much. It was probably the only really fixed point from the beginning of the project. We talked extensively about the visual project of Ravot. Now for the last two or three minutes, it's time for you to recommend us some Sardinian visual artists we should check out. We were talking about typography and lettering, uh, so I, I could think about Luca De Vino. Blessed is pushing a lot on the lettering in really crazy direction. Pushing at the mainstream level right now because uh, it's growing and growing. He worked with Mahmood as well. Yeah. This new metal aesthetic that is returning in, uh, in the last years is, is due to him, I think. Another one uh, that lives near him, I think, is from Sassari. This guy called uh, Warp, W-A-A-R-P. Don't worry about writing this down because as usual we will share it on our uh, Instagram page, synesthesia underscore podcast. Go check it out, yeah. follow us. I don't know him personally, but sometimes we interact on socials. Uh, he's doing good things on, in 3D, he's moving a lot in the NFT field, which I'm I know we're totally unaware. But the one I like is Matteo Giuseppe Pani. Uh, I like his, his work of graphics and uh, illustration. Yeah, I do know him and he is quite good indeed. Shout out to Matteo Giuseppe Pani, who's based in New York. We will share his artwork on our mood board for Alec Hiddle's Ravot. One last thing before you go, Marco. An itinerary for places to see when our listeners go to Sardinia. Off the beaten track, of course. Near Bugerro, it's quite one of the best parts in Sardinia for me because all the costs it's uh, it's stunning even if I'm not a, a great fan of, of the sea in general but I'm a fan of the landscape where the sea and the mountain meet I recommend going to Bugerro take a dinghy which is the title of a of a track in Ravo <laughs> by the way what is a dinghy a dinghy like a, a little boat an inflatable boat and go around the coast like I, like I did in, <laughs> last year uh, in the last summer. And see Pandi Zucchero. Pandi uh, 
Zucchero, Porto Flavia, absolutely. The mines of Porto Flavia. If you don't want to go to the sea, there are the coal mines, if you like uh, that type of architecture. Thanks a lot for taking us through the story of a robot, Marco. Thank you. And congratulations once again on this uh, amazing visual project. Thank you. Wish you all the best and uh, I will see you in Sardinia soon. Ciao, Marco. I hope so. Ciao a tutti. You just listened to Synesthesia, the artist behind the artist. Subscribe to our channel and follow us on Instagram at synesthesia underscore podcast.